Oh, there you go. You see his recording. All right. So, <laughs> hey, it may be successful. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> Welcome to the Nine Brawl Podcast, where we tackle daily life challenges and apply God's word to illuminate and preserve his truth while leading others to salvation through Christ Jesus. Let's join your hosts. Welcome back to the Nabro Podcast with Jeff Anthony and Clint Walker. Hey, buddy. What's up? Oh, man. We said we were going to be gone for three weeks. It's uh, now three months. Yeah, we went through like a <laughs> time slip. Time I know. Control. I know. Uh, you know, Thanos snapped his fingers and we all kind of disappeared for a bit. <laughs> but We're back. But we're back. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, what, what have you been up the last three months? Uh, moved into our tiny house. Yeah. What's that like? It's uh it's less payments. Less 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 money out of my pocket, but we're we're renting out our big house and we're we're in the uh tiny house. So yeah, everything's cool. That's cool, man. You know, actually seeing you go through that and um the like the challenges that you had, but how excited you were about overcoming them and then actually trying to get into your tiny home. It was it was really cool to see from from this side of of things there. So um, and to think, you know, like, uh, your family dy- dynamic is, is really, really cool on top of that too, you know? I appreciate so, it. We'll like your family too. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. At least someone does. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, uh, for myself, well, you know, a lot of the reason, um, I'd be gone, uh, obviously the, 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 the young adults who attend class here, they, they know, you know, um, but for all the college kids, uh, I got assigned to uh, go help a, a store down in San Antonio. So, uh, I was down there for a little bit over 60 days and then, um, the holidays came up and then I'm back down in Houston. So there's just a, a a shift in my, in my job, you know? So, but at the end of the day, uh, I'll be here Sundays and kind of going from there. So it's awesome. I know things get kind of crazy, but I'm glad to be back. And, uh, uh, we look forward to uh, this semester. Uh, Sean will be uh, going over God's purpose for for mankind and you know, what your purpose is uh, here on Earth. So um, I'm really excited about that. As you can look over here at the the shelf, we got binders where they're going to get filled in with um, packets uh, where they're going to get really engaged in finding out who, what, where, and why. Nice. Um, when it comes to God's purpose, so and Sean's out today because he's on the anniversary. Uh, no, it's uh, Stacy's birthday. Stacy's birthday. Yeah, so yeah. they're uh, they're down in Sandman Town. No, you're in the woods. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it takes one of y'all. One, one yeah, we have to rotate. <laughs> yeah, we have to rotate. So, but overall, I just want to make sure that we get something back out and going. So I know next week um, I'm going to kind of be like, "Hey, bro, we need to do this podcast and and get it out to our YAs uh, who are out in college." So yeah. Really excited about uh, getting back on here. Uh, definitely missed uh, being able to conversate. Hopefully, uh, today's podcast isn't going to be a six-hour podcast. I think it's uh, going to be a little bit more controlled. I'm I'm under timing constraints, so yeah. either we uh, start and stop, and the, the viewer or the listener will not know the difference. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's what post-editing is for. Yeah. That's, so that's good. Yeah, so um, I, d- I do want to talk about that. What we did actually over the three months um, that we were gone, we just got done doing um, how to be a contagious Christian. Uh, that was a um, a program that's built around uh, evangelism, learning your style of evangelism, and uh, it was really great. You know, we got to really explore what the gospel means and um, how we go out and tell people about it. Uh, I just want to make sure that one of the biggest things when we looked at styles. Uh, that we found out is that we all really suck at interpersonality. Um, being in the hole with somebody, we, we're, we're willing to serve, we're willing to um, uh, educate, we're willing to do all these different things, but actually getting into the hole and being part of that, we're not willing to to mm-hmm. do that. As far as like concesses, concession of how many people were in the class, um, that was the high, that was our lowest grade of our of our styles of evangelism. Like like seeing someone in depression or in sorrow and like getting down there and filling that with them? Is that... Yeah, not not so much like empathy, 
right? Um, but more like, hey, I'm willing to disciple and be there with them oh, okay. their short their shortcomings. Gotcha. So, um, which is weird, you know. I'm not saying that we don't do it, but it's the one thing we were not great at. Mm-hmm. So, and it was it was awesome to work through that and to continue to work through that. So, uh, it's awesome. Uh, I'm real thankful that they they allowed me for those. Uh, for those three months to go over that course with them. So, uh, but I think uh, this semester is going to be a nice break because, you know, we, we celebrated our, our one year of overtaking or overtaking. Um, that's not the word I want to say. Yeah, we took over, man. Uh, when they blessed us to be able to to lead this this class, it was a, a year ago. And to jump into a course like Russian yeah. sexuality, right? I mean, it's like, dude, we came out hot right out the <laughs> gate. So, and then we hit them with apologetics and then evangelism. So not your standard Bible stories. No, not at all. Not at all. But, you know, God's doing great things here. And I'm so grateful that these group of YAs are uh, wanting that they want that. They want to grow. And Absolutely. that's phenomenal. And I'm excited for the church, uh, you know, and to see these guys um, be able to do the things that we really need the church to do is which uh, to fill in the gaps. Right. So there's a lot of gaps that need to be filled. So I'm excited for, for them to do that and have those opportunities. That's great. Yeah. All right. So um, what I did want to talk about today, because uh, Sean wasn't here and I didn't want to um, uh, continue where he, he left off at because, you know, he does such a great job in the way he teaches. So what I did is um, every month we try to split up the the young adult women and young adult men and kind of bring up a topic and, and – um, have discussions that should be just amongst those groups right and uh, last night when I was getting ready to, to go to bed typically I listen to a YouTuber by the name of uh, Ellen Parr uh, he went to the Dallas Seminary School here uh, he was a high school science teacher and was like this is not doing it for me and he got into um, uh, ministry and so he he recently came out with a book called Misled uh, I'll make sure to put that in the in the show notes there for you. I'll also put his YouTube uh, page as well. Um, he's he's done very well. He's now part of the cross examine team with Frank Turek. So, um, you know, plug another plug for Frank. Yeah, I definitely love listening to his podcast when I travel. Uh, uh, not a, not enough faith to be an atheist podcast. Absolutely free. So, uh, but he came out with a poll. He has like somewhere about three hundred thousand followers. So, you know, a lot of people he reaches and, um, I think we wrote down the numbers. How many people took this poll? So as of today at one o'clock, 31,000 people had taken the poll. Yeah. 31,000 people have taken this poll. And on the poll that he wrote, the question was, what sin do you find the most, uh, challenging to overcome and why? So, uh, obviously not only if, which is smart. So if anybody knows social media, you're going to get two engagements in there. Right, which is really, really wild because now the algorithm picks up like, hey, not only do people click like or whatever, but they're also commenting. It gets the word out more. So yeah. very smart of him. Yeah. That's awesome. So praise God that it's reaching a lot of people out there. But um, the four sins that he wrote up there was lust, pride, laziness, and gluttony. So um, those are, uh, obviously you could have wrote a, you know, a whole lot more. I think there's three more of the deadly sins. He only did four. So I'm guessing that's what he thinks are the most deadly. Were these, so people weren't writing in? No. They thought, okay. No, no, no. He, he, he puts those in there. Okay. Yeah. So, so obviously we know the numbers, we know the numbers, but if you had not seen these numbers, what, what would you say would have been the church's highest rating? So pause the uh, the the thing. Right. No, not you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm t- oh, wait, wait, hold on. Tell the listener. Pause. Write down the little sins we said again: lust, laziness, pride, and gluttony, and and divvy it out 100. percent See where, and then we'll we'll reveal the the answers here in a second and see how you how you would uh, come out. Okay, so out of 31,000 people, as of 1 o'clock today, which is January 21st, uh, 59% said lust was the hardest uh, to 
Overcome. Overcome, yeah. Next was laziness at 23%, pride at 12%, and gluttony at 6%. Yeah. Uh, for me, when I saw these numbers, I was like, I was like, how is pride not number one? I was like, yeah. I, I, I don't, I took, for me, I, I guess I grew up beating myself down. So I think I'm, I could be thinking the opposite of pride. Like I always felt so careful of being prideful that I'm actually like self-deprecating too much. Mm. So I actually think less of myself and that's, that's the opposite of humility. But, um, so I would, I would put, I would actually put gluttony above for me, above pride. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cause I can eat and sometimes <laughs> I eat way too much. Oh yeah. Or pleasure. Right. You know, that's interesting that you, you mentioned gluttony for food. Um, mm. I guess that's where we need to define. Okay. Right. I think this poll was pretty much straightforward. Like, did you eat too much? <laughs> right. Well, I, this is America. Yeah. You look around, how many people are obese? I mean, I mean, they have actually turned away people that would have been considered obese in the past and said, no, you're good because there's, there's people that are really obese. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't body shame on top of that. So yeah. Yeah. But, um, being fat is healthy. So yeah. I mean, I'm overweight and I don't believe that. So <laughs> I'm overweight. Yes. Uh, I remember, um, before when we first started the, the podcast and we go back, you can hear me breathing really, really heavy. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's like, that's not the, that's not the air conditioning that's breathing that hard. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, wow, it's, it's definitely not right. Your body's taking such huge stress and, you know, you're literally killing yourself. Mm. Yeah. You know, is that hot dog worth it? Is the, mm. is that taco worth it? At that moment. Only certain ones. Only certain ones. <laughs> At the moment we feel like it. Right. And then as soon as we're done. I don't know. With gluttony, do you feel that way when you're you're eating way too much? That at that moment, right, it's like so satisfying. And I guess every sin falls in this. I'm sorry if I no no that was something you were gonna say, uh, but it does, right? You're like, oh, and then you get the food coma, and then you're just like, I can't eat. And I mean, are there certain times of years where gluttony is not a sin? Like Thanksgiving? Is that not? A, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think sometimes, uh, I think growing up, I never really, I think in, in I know the, the Hispanic culture is, is, is very similar to like the Italian culture. It's like, dude, it's all about food, you know, and, um, it's better to have more food than to not have mm -hmm. enough food. Um, but then they turn around and slap you in the face, like, Hey, you're wasting food. Yeah. So... I tend today, like I myself, and I'm I'm sure I'm trying to justify this. Um, I don't eat, get a lot to eat for myself because of one reason. Edith and the kids are probably not going to finish their meal. Mm. And I'm raised like, hey, I can't allow that food to be. And y'all don't keep leftovers. Very, very... <laughs> what happens with leftovers? They're left over in the refrigerator. No. And. They get thrown away, you know what I mean? So I'm the king of leftovers. I put four different types of food together and make a feast. Bro, I'll just bring you my leftovers. Like, here go, you go. Go for it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with it. So I grew up, I don't even think I thought about gluttony. I don't even, I don't think I thought of gluttony as a sin until I saw the movie Seven. Mm. Like, I, I legit, I didn't even think, like, when I heard of that, I was like, that's not, that can't be really it. One of the seven dead, deadliest sins. It seemed goofy when I saw it in the movie because I'd never thought about it. I guess I never read those scriptures, but it just didn't. Because I guess I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, do you, do you know this the the backstory to this the seven seven deadly sins? Like how no. that actually came. So is it scriptural? It there's things that are found in scripture, but it's not in scripture that hey, these are the deadliest of sins. So you got to go back in time when the church was growing. A lot of people didn't even know how to read, right? And it was still kind of illegal to get Bibles out. So what the church did is basically, hey, how can we send a message out there to better people and to kind of change uh, the dynamic of, you know, all of this stuff that's happening? So they 
they pick these seven things like, hey, um, if you do these things, it'll separate you from God. You'll and you'll be dead, which is they are. They're deadly. Any sin is deadly, right? It leads all to death. So um, but they pick like these are the, the seven things that are really, really bad. Right. Was that a um, like a Catholic thing? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's I admit that's probably why I never heard of it. No, gluttony is in the Bible. Like it says, I mean, but growing up in the church of Christ, I just had never yeah. thought of that as like, like an actual sin. Yeah. Well, all the, all these are in the Bible. C- correct. Right. No, I agree. But I just, growing up, like that wasn't one of the things that was like taught at the pulpit. Don't be gluttonous. Like, cause probably everybody was <laughs> gluttonous at the potluck. Where you, yeah. <laughs> you grew up in Texas, right? Correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a potluck and, uh, yeah, if there's food, you just keep eating. Like, don't be silly. You got room. <laughs> You're yeah. a growing boy. Exactly. Exactly. I think I'm done growing in one direction. No, it's all growing. <laughs> it's all the other way. It's not, it's what the, what everybody says now, how round is the shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, gluttony obviously is at the bottom, but when we define gluttony, right, what is it? It's an overindulgence. So that number should be probably super high right now. If we were to look at different things, right? What would you say is the number one gluttonous thing in today's culture? Media. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Um, Just any, any, any kind of uh, entertainment. Yeah. Could be video games, mm-hmm. uh, sports, uh, news. I mean, people can overindulge in even news and, yeah. and have it pouring out their ears. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So when we look at that, obviously these num- these numbers can be changed, right? And uh, once you start to redefine some of these things, but I think at face value that makes sense, and it it would make sense why gluttony is such a low number based on our culture. That hey. Dude, go out and eat, right? So yeah. I think even in the church, dude, let's go break bread and let's go, let's go. Where are you going to eat? Yeah. Where are we going? Yeah. We're going to McAllister's today. I mean, but that's, that's probably what you're thinking about. If you're, if you're thinking about where you're eating lunch instead of the message, maybe you have a gluttony problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's up there, you know, like you got to serve. Yeah. I got to serve mac and cheese. And <laughs> it's like, but no, um, yeah. So. Gluttony was the lowest. Then we're going to look at pride. Obviously, I said pride is, I'm surprised that it's so low. But once again, it could be their own pride to say, I don't have a problem with that. Mm. And I'll, I'll bring back a story. So uh, Edith and I laughed uh, the first time we did re-engage. And they were like, hey, you know, what are some of your your strong points about yourself? You want to know the number one thing I put? One of the best attributes about myself is that I'm humble. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, wait, as I was writing that out, I was like, how'd they get it? <laughs> I'm so humble. So humble. I'm the most humble person, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, so when you, when you put that is that I was like, well, there's a lot, a lot more people that are worse than I am that talk about themselves constantly. And, uh, you know, I don't do that. I don't do that. So I, I don't have a pride issue. I don't drive a fancy car. I don't, I don't have these flashy things. Right. Or, Hey, but if you think about it here, like, let's talk about, um, like the areas you grew up and the areas I grew up, right? If we were to put ourselves in those neighborhoods now, would they think we're flashy? Would they think we're, no, probably not you. You're, you guys are very humble people, man. <laughs> well, I mean, you're in a tiny home. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. Like just a day in church, in class. I said something, and then the teacher, whoever was leading the discussion, said, "Oh wow, that's that was a great point. Like, I, that's exactly where I was going." There's a bit of pride that fills you up, saying, "Ooh, I'm important." I said, <laughs> "I said something really uh, full of wisdom, or whatever yeah. it was." And like, I always had the second say, "Nope, if it was smart, it came from God, not from me." So, so that's I think where pride can be in especially near in the church like someone who has their head kind of filled like they have more knowledge about god and so they may not see themselves as prideful but if they think they're better than other people with how much knowledge they have then they're falling in that same trap and i've been guilty of that for sure you know i mean and i've said it i said it's cody actually um because i was more confessing than i was trying to be prideful 
you know, because he, he had asked me, he was like, you know, why did you leave the, my class? And I'm just like, man, it's like, I'm not getting fed in there. I was like, th th those are all just babies. You know, here's this this cat that just got baptized five years ago and these people have been in the church all, and I was feeling that way about them, right? Totally. And, you know, God, God's God, he made me realize like, you're an idiot, right? He didn't say that, but you know, that's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, right. And, uh, I thank Archie a lot, you know, because he, you know, God used them to be like, you know, the, the biggest fool is the one that doesn't believe they need any correction. Mm. Right. And like, after that moment, it's like, dude, amen, brother. You know, most people, I, I can tell you, I, 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 in the past, I probably would have been upset the way I was upset about you when mm -hmm. I first encountered you at a men's Bible. Yeah, men's Bible class, right? Like, oh, how dare this guy, you know? But I'm yeah. like, dude, like, thanks for that slap in the face. I really needed that. And I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> it was something, though. <laughs> yeah, it was something. It was something. And then my wife invites you to come to the pool. I was like, what's that about? <laughs> Get this guy out of here. <laughs> like, even more tahini. Get on that sodium. <laughs> but... But yeah, you know, but th I think that's where we're at. I, I, I think um, it's good. I like seeing that probably it's not that big of an issue, but it's it's still super sad to see the other one, uh, the top one there. So uh, we'll move into laziness uh, itself. So that one is the second to the top with 23% uh, on there. So let's, I guess one of that is kind of defining what, what is laziness. Um, and so in your mind, when you see that laziness, there's what comes what comes across your your mind there. Not doing what is timely, not doing what you should be doing in the moment, like putting putting things off. Maybe um, I'm I'm guilty of this. So knowing knowing some pretty important things that I need be need to be doing could so part of this can be personal life. So things I need to be doing around the house for my job, just my own life. And then there's things that I see that God wants me to do. Me and being lazy in the spirit. And, and okay, I'll go do that thing. But like, I don't really want, like today, somebody's asked us to move. It's freezing cold. I don't really, really want to do that. That might be me being lazy in the spirit. Like I'm, I'm being called to do something. Now I've heard that they have plenty of help now, but still that, inner voice inside my head saying, I don't really want to do this. Well, God doesn't care what I want to do. I'm his hands. I'm his feet. I will go where he wants me to go. And even though I might have a lazy spirit about me, if I end up going, I'm still the son. Who is a better son? The son that said no and ended up doing it or one who said yes and didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'm the son that wants to say no, but uh, ends up doing it, but still kind of that lazy spirit it's it's not good it, it's better if we're just like let's let's get the work done yeah yeah amen to that so uh yeah uh, actually i posed uh, this question to the young adults or actually i didn't really pose the question i was kind of telling them uh people as pro people progress right the older generation is going to look at the gen newer generation as lazy mm. Uh, because they're getting smarter. I'm not saying that the older people were dumber, right? But it, we're just advancing, right? We we learn more things. So, uh, um, like my parents, right? They were farm workers. Mm -hmm. It's like, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to work and kill myself for very little pay, mm -hmm. right? And see these struggles. Um, so then I ended up de uh, getting a sales job, right? So I'm behind a desk a lot and I'm interacting with people and I'm making a lot more money. Or they're like, you know, they're like, dude, you're, you're always tired and you don't even do anything physical, mm. right? Um, you're just lazy. You're lazy. You don't really believe in working. Well, let's, that's their perspective, mm -hmm. right? That's their viewpoint. My viewpoint is like, dude, I'm, I'm doing 60, 70 hours a week and I'm, I'm dealing with people and using my brain yeah. all that time. Yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted yeah. from it's more all, mental, mental yeah. exhaustion, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Which you know, at the same time, like there is times like 
literally you and I will have a conversation and I'll totally forget because my brain's like, you, I can't retain. Yeah. Your well, processing is done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I need to, to uh, upgrade from like an old hard drive to like an SS, SSD card, you know. You need to defrag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Defrag your computer. It's like, uh, step away defragging. It's going to be like 23 years. System update. <laughs> the, you know, everyone's like, what's defragging? What is that? So, <laughs> Google it. Yeah, exactly. Your computer probably needs it. <laughs> um, but we sit there. So I think, you know, it's kind of understanding what what is laziness. I myself, I, I'm a firm believer in the Bible when it talks about laziness is the latter. What you said is going out and, and doing what God asks you to do, uh, you know, um, burying your talents and you know not investing it and uh getting one more person into um in front of christ so they can have that opportunity to go ahead so we're we, we both work we both do things i mean when i say work we we work for in the kingdom mm-hmm. we do things for the kingdom now being lazy you can still get work done but you're not so we're not burying our talents but we're definitely not squeezing that orange dry. We're not getting everything out of it. How much more could we do if we weren't lazy? Yeah, but in in that same parable, right? There's the guy that doubled it. How many times? Like ten, ten times. Ten was the highest. He he just he juiced it out, right? Yep. And then there was the other dude like, oh, I just doubled it one, yeah. once or twice. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and then there's... but the dude that buried it, yeah, it's like get away from me. I'm okay being the, the in the middle. Guy. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I, I don't like the limelight. <laughs> yeah. But no, but yeah, right. It's actually doing something. And I think we, we burden people when we're, and I'm guilty of this, right? Cause uh, I'm so in love with God. I want everyone to go out and tell people about God. Right. And that, that's burdensome. Mm. Like, dude, that's all you constantly do. And all you do is constantly beat us and tell us how bad of a Christian we are that we don't want to tell people about God. I love God. I just, I'm not a mouthpiece like you are. Right. So we do have to think about that, you know, and, and be like, Oh, Hey, you're not lazy. I'm always going to encourage people. It's good. And yep. Encourage them. And, and I always tell them, it's like, well, if you can't, you can't speak, you know, call me. I mean, look at most uh, right now we're, we're going over the, we started our Bible, uh, the one year Bible on, uh, the Bible app and, uh, me as, we as in Edith and the kids and I, mm-hmm. and so we've been doing that Bible study and we just, and we're in Exodus now, right? Moses is like, I can't even speak. I'm, I can't I'm, do it. I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not strong with tongue. Yeah. He's probably yeah. stuttering, but right? he didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. He was like, yeah, my words tangled. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so he's like, don't worry about it. Your brother Aaron's coming. So I have a question for you here. Here's the squirrel woman. I was like, where was Aaron? Where was he coming from? Because he I would have been I, in Egypt, right? Would he have been? I mean, would Pharaoh would have been like, yeah, go ahead and go find your brother? No, he just snuck out. I don't know. God said, <laughs> yeah. God said go find your brother. There's your answer. There you go. Well, I, I don't, you know what? That could be the most honest answer there. Yeah. God said, go find your brother. Find and your he brother sneak out in the night. Yeah. I mean, you're one. Yeah. No one's going to, like, Moses got away. Yeah. And he was probably the most famous Israelite there ever was. Yeah, but he also was the the adopt or what was it? How do how would they have considered him an adopted I guess, son? I guess he'd be adopted. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, they they weren't gonna be like, hey, he's the most recognizable. Yeah, for sure. For some, I mean, so if Aaron, I mean, if he could sneak out and get away, then Aaron, a nobody, probably could get out a little bit easier. I know. You imagine God would have been like, you'd have a problem speaking forty years. Well, here's the thing: you, if you leave wherever they were. The pro- the rest of it's desert. Like you, if you leave, you're probably dead unless you know exactly what you're doing. So they probably didn't. Yeah, like a couple of them sneak out and they die, die out in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I was just thinking about that. Well, we'll come, we'll come back to what we were talking about. But yet, you know, God brought God brought Aaron right, and it's like, hey, don't worry, I got you. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't worry about that. And then Scripture also talks about you know that um, when the moment comes that you need to say something, the Spirit will give you what what you need, what you need to say. And I'm a firm believer of that because there's times when I'm preparing for class and I'm like stressing out, like, oh, is this good? I show up in class and the spirit's like, just trash that. We're going to do something different, hmm. you know, and class turns out being 
yeah, really, really well, you know, and uh, I think it's super important for us to listen to the spirit at those moments versus kind of forcing them something, you know, because I, I can tell you, like, I didn't go to seminary school. I didn't go any of those things. So I know like last year, you know, that was one of the key things that was pretty hard when we first started. It was like, oh, I was like, dude, I'm over here preaching to them. I'm not trying to mm. be a preacher. I mean, that's, that's Hutt's job, you know? Yeah. That's my job. Yes, I think uh, sitting at home alone, studying, doing all that stuff, putting all your thoughts together, you're, unless you're like looking at a lot of commentary or whatever, you're all in your own head. So when you come in here and you give that and you don't allow anybody else to speak, you're just speaking your own thoughts and saying, shh, be quiet while I tell you everything I know. Like, but when you open it up to conversation, you're the more, more of a facilitator than a teacher. Yeah. And you're allowing the spirit to to move through the group and, and, and everyone is speaking God. And if someone speaks up and this doesn't sound right, then everybody can kind of, we can address it and they can understand where, where they stepped out of line. And maybe we figure out we stepped out of line. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I totally agree with that. And, you know, I think that's where it's important for us as, um, we facilitate or we, we speak with people to encourage them versus trying to be lazy is, is allow them to have their own voice and then to properly be like, hey, you know, that's interesting what you just said. How did, where did you get that from? You know what I mean? And when we went, we went through apologetics in the summer, I think that's something that I started to learn a lot. Hmm. Uh, it was like, hey, even though I think you're incorrect, I'm, I want to know how you got to that point because maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. Right. And I never looked at it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I like, could never be wrong. That's probably why. I'm having an issue with probably being so low. <laughs> I shark so not like meteor. You're wrong. You're wrong. Exactly. So, um, and then like I mentioned, laziness, we can look at it. I think, you know, we all can, I don't think rest should be confused for laziness too. You know, I think we have to look at other people and be like, dude, that guy works a lot. And, yeah. you know, so if he just wants to veg out, I mean, let the guy veg out. Right. You talking about like they work a lot as a professional job and then they, whatever, no work, work is work. Yeah. So well, and that's and and sadly, I think the devil has made us if 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 we're if we want too much out of this life, we want the biggest and the best. Then we're oh man, both both spouses need to work, and we need we're, we're just run, run uh, ragged, mm-hmm. and we don't have anything else else for God. Yeah. So. Let's let's look at what we want in life, and 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 uh, Hut said it this morning. Who are you, and why are you here? Yeah, and there's a whole story behind that, and maybe uh, you can seek out Hut's message and listen to that, and then you'll understand what I just said. But who are you, and why are you here? Those are questions we should ask ourselves as Christians. Why are we here on this earth? Who are we? Are we God's children, or are we are doing our own thing? So. It, uh, and you can find that, that message at the BCOC website, click on media, go to live sermons and uh, you'll be able to pick that up. It was, it was really, really good. And, you know, um, it's interesting because we're going through an elder series, right. And, um, I've had the honor uh, of someone asking me like, Hey, you know, would you consider this? And I was like, well, I was like, if God, if God wills it, you know what I mean? But really, like today, just thinking, I was like, it was more um, confirmation to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not that yet. You know what I mean? If opportunity ever comes up later on in in life, I'm yeah, you know, I'd be all aboard, all aboard with that because there is certain things in there, right? That uh, we have to look at, um, and one of them is service. It's like filling in gaps um, is important, but not only filling in that gap, but maintaining what you've been doing on top of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think about it in sales. That's like when I went from being just a standard salesperson to being a sales manager, it, it was like, this is an expectation. And I hate saying it, that we're expected to do these things, right? It should just organically happen is probably the way I want to say that. Hey, I'm, I'm not only am I growing in my faith and I'm doing my own studies, I'm going to bring along other people with me. But at the same time, while I'm doing that, I need to branch out and do outreach and go serve and do these different things. And it should never be in cumbersome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I feel like I have conversations to myself, like, man, this is a big burden for me. 
And I hate that. Like, mm. That's a, I, I was like, I'm not mature enough to take that kind of eldership role or mm-hmm. what's the word that he's using? It's not il- uh, eldership. Uh, it was a shepherd. No. Um, Oh, what is it? Um, or was he today? He was in Matthew. What he was, he was trying to say, it was a specific word that's used when it's defined. Um, that was the attitude. Kind of like a caretaker. It, was, it sounded like, it's not caretaker, was it? Well, anyways, watch the sermon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here for... We're time constraints. So we I, I don't remember everything. Let's get the little tidbits. Yeah. The little golden nuggets. Um, but what what that role of elder means is like it's the highest of the role of like, hey, we're we're gonna caretake, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically what I what I gathered from it. And like I mentioned now, and why I'm bringing it up is like I mentioned one of my weakest strengths is that is the I'm gonna get down and dirty and walk you through it. And, you know, a lot of people know me. I mean, I'm willing to do that, but it's like a selective group of mm. men I'm willing to do that for, not every man, right? So I, I so now it's like really praying to God, like, God, I want to be that. I want to be Isaiah, you know, mm-hmm. send me. And saying like the elder has to be open to do yeah. it to everybody. For everyone. Right. Not, not just those that uh, can benefit them. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it really isn't a beneficial thing. There's benefits to it. Don't, don't misconstrue what I'm saying, but it's a sense of like, oh, I didn't seek, seek the benefit. It's just the benefit that comes from what we do. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with like, wow, I really helped that person, Mm -hmm. you know, praise. And, but who are you giving the glory to? You're giving it to, to God. Right. So when you, when, like I like myself when I see you or I see someone else and and they're presenting something to you and is like thank you so much and and I see how like how happy you get that's fulfilling for me to be like man that's awesome it's just a, a yeah. like a trickle down like mm-hmm. dude like I I'll take all the trickle down that gets from God like hey I want him to have everything and it's just gonna radiate you know so, yeah when you're happy for somebody else's success. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can get your uh, head to to that, because um, naturally humans, I, I don't think they want each other to succeed, succeed at a natural level. Because you want yourself to. So if someone else is succeeding, you're you might you're going to consider yourself losing. Yeah. If you're in the same place, but yeah, if if we're all brothers together, brothers and sisters, we can champion each other. Yeah, yeah. You're going to feel better about them succeeding yeah yeah definitely and you know uh when he ended his uh part of his sermon today was kind of saying hey there is a lot of men who are able to do this role but they're just going to be not qualified to do it based Mm -hmm. on what that requirement is right and uh, it makes me think like when um they made they made me deacon of the uh the young adults when i went into that interview I told him straight out, I was like, I'm going to serve whether you give me title or not. So whatever you choose, just know it's not going to affect anything at all because of, I want to serve, right? And and I think that's where we sh- all should be is like, dude, I I can act like an elder and not be an elder. Mm-hmm. Well, that and that's what I said. The, the people that come come to the job, to the eldership or whatever, or whatever it is, deacon, for the work and not for the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and we can all fulfill that there. So if you feel like, Hey, um, I, I don't like being center of attention. So this is where we're, I'm going to tie everything together. Um, I don't like being the center of attention because you know, I hate being prideful. So I'm not going to do that stuff and I'm going to be lazy and doing those things. Guess what? You don't have to see the center of attention, but you can still fill in the gap. And not be lazy in the sense of like, hey, uh, I think about Jonah. Jonah was super lazy, right? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and look what God. In <laughs> and I bring them up because the the high schoolers are going through his uh, minor prophets, and uh, that story, right? Like VBS story of Jonah, doesn't complete like 
all his whining and complaining and stuff like that. But God was like, hey, he was almost, uh, part of me thinks he, uh, he actually probably worked harder to get away from what he was supposed to do. So like, well, doesn't laziness lead to more hard work? Maybe, maybe yeah. <laughs> make, more, maybe, make more work for yourself for sure. Yeah. Um, Cause you get behind schedule or whatever it is, like then you end up working harder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, you know, every, all of these tie in, all, all of it ties in together. You know what I mean? But I want to go ahead and uh, get to the, the main point here, which is, or the, the highest rating here. I'm thankful that these 30,000 people were humble enough to say that lust is their number one thing that they have the most difficulty uh, overcoming. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is anonymous. So if it's not anonymous, then yeah. things might change. But um, yeah, I can, this is, this is, seems easy. Like that, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, so I shared a, a story with the, the men today. Um, I think I shared this with you when it had happened. I'm not too sure. Um, but, you know, I've never been shy to, to say that this is the, the one sin I struggle most with. Right. And I'll get to my why here. Uh, shortly, um, because that, that was the follow-up question here. Um, so I'll, I'll give you mine before I ask you just so you can be ready for it. So for me, lust is the, the biggest one. So, um, let's see, I've been back about a month. So about a month and a half, two months ago, um, you know, I fell into temptation of lust and, um, man, I hated it. I hated it so much. And what was worse is that God during those moments was giving me ways out. And I was like, no, sir. Nope. I, I'm all about me. Right. So here's the pride issue. It's, it's all about me. I just kind of do it. And, uh, it's kind of like overeating. You're like, wow, I'm just so sick. Like mm -hmm. I got like, I literally, I was like, I, I don't know why I do this. I know that it's bad and I see that you're trying to give me a way out and I'm just refusing to do it. I was like, Lord, I just don't want this anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't that the first time, as much as I've talked about, um, God helping me through these things and I don't want to do like, uh, it was BS. Mm -hmm. It really was right. Because I was just, it was all show, right. For the first time I threw myself on the ground and, cried about it like mm. I was like I don't want to do it I had like I'm so sick and tired of it and like physically sick like literally physically sick of doing it you know and and it's silly it's silly because literally the spirit was like uh, why don't you just leave your devices at work mm. I said bring them to the hotel room yeah yeah Right. Uh, I'm traveling. I'm alone. I'm stressed. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I'm all these things. And so if you're, you're hungry, hungry two ways. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one of the things uh, it's called, if you, if you struggle with porn addiction, um, there's a, 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 a program called uh, the porn plan. And in the porn plan, it kind of tells you, Hey, there's um, something called, I forgot the acronym, but it's basically you're hungry, you're uh, hungry, tired, bored, lonely. I think it's um, halt, hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Hmm. So it's halt. Those are leading causes to watching pornography, right? And uh, leading to other things. Um, so at those moments, that's exactly everything that was going on. I was angry about a situation. He was hungry for that and also for food. Um, but all those things that at, at that moment, but at that moment, I've God used that moment to finally like, be like, you know, you're, you're, you say you love me and yet you don't allow me to help you. That he really used that moment to be like, Hey, and it helped because typically in the past when I would fall to it, I wouldn't take communion. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even show up to service. I just come in here. Oh, well. 
I just was like, nope, I don't want to enter the temple. I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to get in there mm-hmm. or the auditorium. Right. It's like, I'm not worthy enough to be in there because I'm, I'm a fate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I love God. I love all these things, but I, I just didn't want to be around them because mm-hmm. I'm like, why? You know, I'm a, I'm a hypocrite. I'm everything that the devil was telling me I was. I think most of us, I mean, I think, um, any true Christian can label themselves as a hypocrite if they're honest. Mm-hmm. Because we know the right things we should be doing and, and we choose to do the other. Mm-hmm. And I'm in that same boat. <laughs> um, you you take the spirit and you put them on a shelf. You're like, I can't allow you to be convincing me what I'm about to do is wrong. So I'm going to go ahead and put you up here and I'm going to put you on mute or whatever and I'm just going to do my thing. And then I'll come back to you afterwards. I'll be remorseful. I'll be angry at myself. I'll be whatever. But I, I, I feel the, the wheels turning of what I want to do. And I don't want to stop them. And I can already feel you're stopping me. And I just, nope, you go sit over there on that corner, the corner of that shelf. And, um, I'm going to have my time and then, and then I'll get back. Yeah. That's and. And then I think as we're in the word, like I was such a slave to that started when I was 12. I mean, you were younger than that. Uh, but I mean, pretty much my entire life, um, until like the last five years where I started to really get some strength behind that and Jesus. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it seems like it's, it's a curse that will never leave me. I mean, other other men have said, "Oh, they're they're cured of it." And I'm like, I'm like, how is that possible? Well, I it, it's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking about that um, when I was heading to the church uh, this morning, right? Obviously, thinking about that, but it, it's kind of like the statement. I I think I said it here. If not, I'll I'll re-say it. Is that if we can trust God with our salvation, how can we not trust Him of redeeming us from those things and taking those things away from us. Right. So at this moment, to me, it, it was really clear that that's a, a huge possibility. And to have faith like that, to be like, mm. I know you can take it away from me. Right. And so it's, it's more whether we're bought in or we're not. Right. Um, so what, what was Paul dealing with when he said the thorn in the flesh? You, you don't think that was a sin? But, um, it's interesting because I'm I'm trying to and what I'm saying trying to it's on my list of things to do, um, but someone brought it up to me that it wasn't an actual sin, but the actual uh, physical ail- ailments that he had from his conversion from being blinded Ooh. that he was still having eye problems and that yeah. was an actual thorn in his flesh like hey you know this is it cripples me from being able to do the things that you want me to do that limits me in the sense. And I was like, Oh, I was like, I've never hmm. really put that together. So I'm going to go back. I always thought it was like, Hey, he has some kind of sin mm-hmm. that he ha- he's not going to tell us about that. He's struggling with, you know? So yeah, that's uh, yeah. So, but that's what we got, but um, we can definitely go on. But I think what I want to do is wrap this up that these sins don't define us. Christ us. These sins um, are going to be around. The devil's going to use them. They're his his tools. But uh, as we start to armor ourselves in God, um, we will overcome it. You know what I mean? We'll still be shot at. We'll still be all those different things. But um, the one thing we're not is um, we're not whatever the devil tells us we are. We're not an island. We're not going to get over any of this stuff by ourselves. Yeah. I've, I've, that's a lie of the devil that you have to do this on your own because if you try to do it on your own you fail Yeah, and even with other men godly men you still fail if it's Jesus is not in your midst and taking you put on his yoke you carry it like his yoke is light he will take it away he will make it easy if you're trying to carry your own weight it's going to crush you Yeah, and you're going to fail <laughs> repeatedly until the day you die. Yes, I, I totally agree. So uh, the good thing is that 
we have a mighty God who defines who we are and he feels that we are worthy enough to come and die for and to be uh, saved. And that's amazing. And this will lead us right into Sean's class of what his purpose is for uh, what our purpose is for him. And uh, I'm excited to get that started next week as we um, get that um, podcast going uh, for the semester. And as always, my brother, you are part of this podcast, so you're always welcome to come and join us. Well, I appreciate it. I'm not the substitute anymore. No, sir. You're you're part of the non-bro podcast. You're official. Uh, I think after your third visit, you're you're an right. official member of the non-bro podcast. So appreciate it. Uh, as always, when do I get my coffee cup? I'm kidding. Oh, I know. I I, <laughs> I don't drink coffee. Well, we would have to do a new one. We have to add the third name on there. Oh, no, totally no, you I don't need no. So. I don't need another <laughs> cup. So, um. The person who makes that cup actually listens to this. We need a third cup. No, for... I, don't, I don't need my name. Please don't put my name. <laughs> it, yeah, definitely. So, but you know, as always, thank you for making time uh, to to my join pleasure. us, and uh, I I look forward to getting back on here. It, it was really eating at me that we haven't done it for three months, uh, but it's all on God's time, and we was like, hey, it's it's time. Yeah. Let's let's move forward. So, uh, but next week we'll have our brother Sean here and. Uh, we'll definitely tackle it in the first discussion is going to be identity. So that's going to be really cool to get into that. I always love talking about our identity in, in the father and the son and in the spirit. So, and, um, I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. And, uh, uh, until next week, I hope that God blesses you and protects you. And, uh, let's go ahead and get into prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for everything that you put uh, in action to get us to the point that we can come to find you. That includes going through suffering, going through trials, um, and just some things that were like, what is this about? Lord, uh, we ask that your spirit uh, help guide us and build us up and strengthen us, uh, that we'll be able to go out and be light for uh, our brothers and sisters in darkness that we're willing to get into uh, the darkness with them and uh, have you pull us out of that lord uh, father i thank you so much for clint thank you for sean i thank you for the elders of this church and other churches lord i thank you for all the messengers that came before us and those that are come after us lord until you return heavenly father i ask that you protect the young adults uh, and that you um, bless them as they're away at college or uh, at their profession. Heavenly Father, uh, let them know that they are your children and you're a loving Father and you will always be there for them. And no matter what they do, that you're willing to forgive them and to better them. Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we praise you and we thank you in the name of your Son, Jesus, our King and Savior, and in your spirit. Amen. Amen. This concludes this week's podcast. Just remember, when the world tries to get you to backslide, all you gotta say is, Nah, bro!